I'm going to interrupt our regularly scheduled programming of, you know, the podcast format that I usually do because I had the opportunity to speak at St. Peter's United Church of Christ. They invited me and it was an awesome time and I really enjoyed it. And so the message that I'm going to be speaking that you'll be hearing is titled, Who Do You Say That I Am? Let's get into it. Today's scripture uh, comes from Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 17. And it says, now when Jesus came into the region of uh, Caesarea, Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. He said to them, but who do you yourselves say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. So the purpose of today's message is to engage with this question. So it's going to be a topical message. The question that Jesus asked saying, who do you say that I am? The outcome from this question today is for us to be aware of how our lived experiences can shape our perspective in answering the question of who God is and relating to God. The outcome's effectiveness is in our lives will depend on how honest we are with ourselves. So real quick, script uh, this backdrop of this passage. Um... This happens after the beheading of John the Baptist. Uh, Jesus, his name recognition was beginning to rise. And his disciples have been with him for some time now, uh, witnessing miracles, listening to teachings. And there was always a thought within their community of a Messiah who will redeem and rule Israel. Some were even looking at Jesus in this way. So when we read this passage where Jesus is asking his disciples, who do people say that I am? We see different perspectives. The people had um, different perspectives of Jesus because we can see that through their different answers that they gave, uh, that the disciples said. Some Elijah, some Jeremiah, some other prophets. But then Jesus flips the switch on the disciples. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? The first question was easy enough because it dealt with other people's opinion of Jesus. However, the second question caused them to engage and think about their own experience with Jesus and do some internal assessment. I would say even now in our present day, it's it's so easy to uh, encourage someone else. It's so easy to give advice to someone else, but then when it comes to ourselves, it's very hard because we have to, we have to be honest of the, the, I guess, the yuckiness that we have to deal with as individuals. But anyway, Peter says, you are the son of the living God, basically saying you are the Messiah that is to come. Even though that revelation was given to Peter, there was still an expectation that Peter had of what Jesus would do as Messiah. 
You can see that later on in the later passages between their uh, interactions with one another. And Jesus says that revelation was given, revealed to Peter by God, which is awesomeness because for me, it shows that God desires to reveal to us aspects of the character and the nature of God. And sometimes it can be hard to relate to a certain attribute of God because our experience can mar the lens of life by which we see things through. So God may want to reveal to you saying, look, I'm your provider. Or, hey, I'm a good shepherd to you. I'm a good friend. I'm your advocate. God may want you to know that love is who I am. Joy is found in me. Peace is given from me. Justice is a part of me. I am a redeemer. I am a savior. God may want to reveal to you the importance of faith, forgiveness, or family. But what do we do when our personal experiences have ruptured the very thing that God wants you to see and understand? Let me tell you a little bit of my story. When I was younger, I despised Father's Day. I didn't look forward to the day coming, nor did I care for it at all. I loathed it because my biological father was not a part of my life. Thus, when it came around, it was a constant reminder of the abandonment that I felt. I wonder why other kids' dads were in their life and not mine. On the particular Father's Day, I was at church, and there was an opportunity that the church gave children to say something nice about their father or a parental figure in their life, a time to show some appreciation. And I couldn't bring myself to say anything good about anybody. <laughs> so I went to the back, and I just started to cry. And it was like a bemoaning cry in one of the few times that I felt shaken from feeling fatherless. While I was crying in the back, I heard God's voice internally. And it was a hard moment, but looking back, it's an amazing moment because it changed the trajectory of where my life would go. I heard God say, I am your father and I'm going to be your father. It was one of those encounters with God that you're like, what? I, I don't understand it. Because when I heard those words coming from God, I'm going to be your father, I didn't know what to expect. I was perplexed and dumbfounded. I had doubts and questions of like, how could that even happen? Thoughts like, God, you are a spirit. How are you going to do this? Yes, you came at one point in the person of Christ Jesus, but you are not physically here now with me. I don't see how it's going to happen. The fact is that my perspective of what a father does is or uh, their presence made me skeptical. So after that Sunday, God took me through a long process, and it even continues to this day sometimes, of healing. Revelations through the scriptures, personal relationship experiences with other uh, uh, men uh, and other individuals would help me see God as father in ways that I could otherwise not comprehend. And that's been a process of study, learning, healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation. One thing I realized from this journey, though, is just how skewed my, percep my perspect uh, perspective of God as father was. I realized that it was difficult for me to relate to God as father because my relationship or thoughts that I had to my earthly father was very, very negative. 
<laughs> anything. Like, I, I just couldn't get the unction to, like, talk about him. It was hard for me to accept that the scriptures say, God is with you. God is with you. Or even the omnipresence of God was hard for me to grasp because, of course, my earthly father wasn't present, so I don't understand, like, yeah, it took me some time. And I distinctively remember going through this process. Oftentimes, mornings and evenings, I would pray to God and say, God, if you are with me, let me know. God, please give me a sign that you're with me today. God, please be with me. Those are like my constant prayers. Because the trauma of not having a father always present with me made it a mountain to climb in believing God would be present with me. Again, because of my personal experience and perspective of fathers. Like I said, it's been a long process. So my perspective was shaped by my experiences. And we tend to bring our personal experience to the table when it comes to understanding God. And that's okay, you know, it's okay. But there will be times when we have to do some internal work and possibly healing that we need to go through in our lives to get to what God wants to reveal to us. So I'm bringing this plane in for a landing. Short, sweet message. Um, so my question is this. What aspect of God's nature or character do you struggle with the most? Are there certain characteristics that God desires to reveal to you? Is there a theme that you constantly see in your life that you have difficulty grasping? Are there attributes of God that you like, I, I'm just going to toss that to the side and not deal with it at all? Oftentimes, if we don't understand something, that's what we do. We dismiss it and then carry on. How much more understanding of God's divine nature what the creator of the universe love to bestow if we only are willing to go through that process. Process of valleys and mountains, not linear, it would never be linear, but it's a beautiful process. And we can be honest and say to God, God, I don't understand this about you. You know what, actually I'm having a difficult time, <laughs> but I'm willing. And the other question that we have to engage with is who do you say Jesus is? Is he some prophet to others? He might be a good, another good individual that worked, walked the earth. Is Jesus the Christ? Is Jesus the embodiment of God come down to earth to reconcile us back to God? That's the question we have to answer and wrestle with because that question will prompt a response from us. Last thing, the beautiful thing about all of this is God's intention. The intention of asking the question, because if God asks the question, God is inviting you to the table for a taste of revelation to know the Creator.